This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, welcome to the MFG Cast, the bronze medal of game podcasting. As always, I am Kurt, and sitting next to me is my Nia Nub to my Lando Calrissian. It's Mike. Say hello, Mike. Hello. MFG Cast, what are we? We like to talk about games, people. We like to talk about board games, video games, card games, iOS games, phone games, RPGs. Just about anything gaming we like to talk about. Talk about what we're not playing, and then we'll talk about a topic through the years. Then instead of doing weird games, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little something special, something a little fun and a little a little goofy. And then after the after that, we'll do the review. So what are we talking about this month? This is episode thirty-two. We're gonna be talking about games that have an original IP that are made into board games, video games, etc. So like your Harry Potters and your. Big Bang Theories and your Simpsons, you know, Monopoly, whatever. We're going to be talking about that today, and we're just going to talk about what makes those games fun and what makes them not fun, because there's a lot of good ones out there, there's a lot of shitty ones out there, probably a lot more shitty than good. So so before that, let's talk about what we're now playing. Catching up. What are we playing? I'll start first. Played a few things. Uh, this month, finally beat Injustice for Xbox 360. That was kind of fun to finally get to the end of that. Um, also, I didn't realize how much more in-depth that they have on stuff that you can unlock and stuff like that. So I played, like, they have uh, one that's basically kind of like a... It's almost like training levels where they kind of show you different ways of pulling off combos and moves and stuff like that. And for doing that, you open up different things. And then you, once you get to the end of that, then you get like a special, I can't remember if you get a special character or a special um, item or something like that. So I kind of like, like that. like PlayStation, you get like points to pick out pretty much what you Yeah, that's right. Because you could yeah. pick out like skins or like yep, uh, um, different music. other games and stuff like that. Yeah, like, different levels, I think, and all yep. sorts of stuff. And yeah. then there are some different characters to get to. And yeah. And there's another uh, alternate, thing. alternate, yeah, uni- yeah, alternate character uniforms yeah. and stuff Whatever like that. Like you get the like the John Stewart Green Lantern, and mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the other things I like is they've got some other different levels that you can fight. Like one I fought was like you have to go through a gambit of like twelve people, so you have to use one guy and fight through twelve people and get through that to get to the next thing. And it's cool, a little, you know, a little. They really expanded the game to just not just this this quick through one player thing and then you know of course when you, if you get you know two people or more to kind of you know trade off and do that kind of thing that's that's fun but you know for some of us that can't get with people all the time and you know have to deal with video games with one player it's kind of nice to have that option to have something else mm-hmm. what else am i playing um uh bought a couple of board games from ye old uh why well, can't i think right now goodwill and I found a game called Battle Ball, which is like a it's like a football game with robots basically. 
I, I, don't, I can't remember if they're robots or they just kind of look like monsters and stuff like that. And they all have positions like quarterback and running back and stuff like that. And it has simple rules and it also has complex rules. We played, I played it with my son who's four years old and we kind of played the simple rules where it's like you basically, each character has a different dice. Like there's a big guy that takes up two spaces and he can use two yellow dice. But when you roll for him to move, you use only one of the dice to move. So you only get two six-siders, so you're only moving him up to six, which sucks. But he's stronger, so when the guy, when you're technically, when you're meet up with another guy that has the ball and you want to tackle them, then you have two dice to tackle the other person. Um, the running back is the best character. The, the, he has a 20-sided die, so he moves very real swiftly and around the board and stuff like that. So if you... You know, if you're running with the ball and you and another guy's going to tackle you, you basically just roll against each other. It's kind of like D and D or something like that. And whoever has the highest, whoever has the highest roll wins. The other person is injured and knocked out of the game. Hmm. But if it's in the first half, they're only knocked off until they're only knocked out until the second half, and you get score two touchdowns to win. Um, so it's kind of cool to like knock out a bunch of guys and see the other guys that are coming and stuff like that. It's it's kind of a simple game. I think it's something that if you played, it actually has an option if you play two on two, basically, and you have one person on one or two people on one team, two people on the other. I think if you had that and you switched off, it would be a little more complex. And if it's one on one, that's more like okay, I just take my running back basically and try to get him across the board, and then everyone else kind of sits there, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of neat. It was nice to get for like a couple bucks. So, excuse me. So that was really fun. Um, I bought another game called Camp. Um, we didn't get to play that yet, but that looks kind of fun. It's uh, basically it's like trivia for camping stuff, and it has like talks about different animals and stuff like that. But it also it progresses. It's like it's got cards that have trivia, kind of like Trivial Pursuit, except for depending upon how old you are. It has like a little kids one. It has a, a, a like an older kids one. It's got a, a like a teenager, and then it's got an adult question. So depending upon how old they are is what question they take, and then they go move yeah. around the camp and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be one of those that was like an award winner, I think. So I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool to play. I haven't played it yet, but it looks kind of fun. Um, played Star Realms. Um, I actually found that on my phone at first, and I played it, and I loved it so much that I had to get it uh, get it at the store. It's fairly cheap, so I grabbed that. Um, that's really fun. Played uh, Machi Koro. That was really fun. Uh, we played another game, Evolution. That's kind of. I'll have Mike talk about that a little bit more because that's his game. Um, I bought another. Or my brother-in-law gave me a Battlestar Galactica game, which is uh, the old school. I can't remember what year it's from. It's from the 1970s or 1980s, but it's one of those. It's really simple and kind of cheesy, and not. I'm glad I paid three bucks for it instead of regular price when it came out. You know that kind of thing. Uh, got the second episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, for iOS and man, that it's like the show. It just it it just it pisses you off and it it just makes you want to get revenge. And I can't really I don't want to spoil anything. I just want to tell you to get it because you're gonna love it. Yeah, it's don't just, I haven't started that yet. Oh my god, it's <laughs> it's so awesome, so awesome. We played Pandemic Contagion, which we're gonna be uh, reviewing for this month. Played a little more Survive Escape from Atlantis with my with my family. With my my parents and my sister and my brother in law and my niece and stuff like that, and they really seem to enjoy that. So it's kind of new and cool to introduce them more to like the dorkier games that were 
that uh, that me and Mike are used to. Um, and then my parents got us a Halloween game night for Christmas, me and my wife. So we played that. That's hard as hell. <laughs> But it's kind of fun. It's almost exactly like the show. So if you like the Hollywood Game Night show, I suggest getting it. And then uh, I played, uh, they have a free Ascension app for my phone. So I've been playing that uh, crap ton. And I, li- I like that game, having it at home. And it makes me want to play it even more now that I've been playing it on my phone. So that's about it for me. So, uh, Mike, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Let's see. Well, some of the same ones that we played. Like Machi Koro, which I actually got Machi Koro, Evolution, and Steam Park this month, so <laughs> we played all three of those games. Um, they're all very fun and all very different. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, pretty much all very different than games that we've played yeah. before, so That's it's true. really nice, and I think we'll probably be talking about all of them at some point, maybe do reviews of all of them at some point. Yep. Um, yep. All three are, all three are very fun. So we suggest getting, we won't, we're not going to discuss them in detail just for what Mike has said. You know, we eventually like to review them. So, but, um, yep. but if you, if you're, if you really are intrigued by them, take a look at, take a look on board game geek. Yep. I'm sure most of you have heard of Machikoro cause it's really popular right now. Evolution. I noticed it a Kickstarter at one point and then I found it at our, bookstore and i was like oh wow it's in our bookstore <laughs> so i picked it up because it looked really cool to me and then steam park i've seen for a while now and just looked really cool because i yeah. like amusement park stuff so um all very fun so look for those games um other than that played some far cry 3 again um getting a lot farther in that surprisingly i've been actually playing it for quite a while now and haven't i mean i've put it down to do other things but I'm still playing it, which is, says something for the game because a lot of times I get to a point in games where I'm just like, meh, you know, especially not with them still after a month, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, other than that, we played, like you said, Star Realms. We played Pandemic Contagion. Let's see. For my phone, I played that little Alchemist again. Uh, still playing that. That's fun. It's, they're having, they have different events to get special cards, to get better cards, to make your cool alchemy creations and stuff so it's just fun and a lot of their cards that are higher level are like a nod to something in pop culture which is fun like you combine the superhero card with science there's a science card and you get this guy that looks like captain america (laughs) you know it's called something it's like american hero yeah you know so but they have a lot of little nods there's a you combine the knight with uh, or no, yeah, a knight with a bear, and you get what is called a e-smock, okay. which looks just like an Ewok, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice. really, really fun nod to nerds. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, other than that, I just, like, accidentally tapped on um, Marvel Puzzle Quest the other day on my phone. <laughs> I was trying to do something else. I'm like, I haven't played this in a long time. So sure enough, you know, there's a whole bunch of new stuff in there. So I'm just like, eh, I'll play it. And then I'm hooked on that again. So <laughs> nice. um, still playing WWE Supercard because they keep on putting out more and more events for cool cards and mm-hmm. stuff. So I stay with it just, you know, because they keep 
having stuff to do in it. So, nice. but other than that, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else that I've really played that much. Oh, we played uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon too. Oh yeah, we played Roller Coaster Tycoon, the board game, <laughs> which was fun. Um, yeah, it's I've had it for a long time. Um, I've played it before with family, and it was the first time Kurt and I played it, and it's it's a really fun game. Very different than a lot of family type board games. So mm-hmm. yeah, we had fun with that. Yeah, other than that, I don't think there was anything else. Well, wait, I uh, WWE 2K15. I haven't really been playing it, but I'm kind of a nerd, and I set up tournaments, like King of the Ring tournaments in it, yeah. with everybody in it, to figure out who is the best of the best in the game. Oh, okay. So I've just been, like, pitting everybody in there, just because that's what I do with things like that. Yeah. So I'm you just... Do you just set the computer to do it, or do yeah. you actually play it? No, I because if I play one guy, then you're gonna make. Them I'm big. gonna win. Yeah, more than likely. Okay, unless I turn it up to like super hard, and then I'm gonna lose more than likely. Okay. So the only way to make it fair and figure it out that way is to set it up <laughs> computer versus computer. So a lot of times, you know, I'll just set it up, you know, and have them run through matches, and I'll just flip it to TV while it goes through. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's it's uh, that's a new level of nerdum. Yep. It's just something <laughs> awesome. that I do. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna let my own little world play by itself. <laughs> like I, that's the thing is like I've had different fighting games like you know Street Fighter and stuff, and it's like I always want them to have that mode where they can play each other because yeah. not all of them that have that where it'll actually let computer versus computer happen. Yeah. So I, I've always wanted that in fighting games just because that's like when we did our. Who's the best fighter thing? That oh, would have been yeah. awesome. Yeah, there just you to go. set that Let it like happen. Street Fighter, every fighter against every fighter, and see what yeah. happens. You know, and see who you know, comes I out wonder, the best. I wonder if that's what you know. Like, it seems like every Super Bowl or like playoff game they have for the NFL, it seems like they've got the Madden thing where they show, mm-hmm. oh, who's going to do? I wonder if they do that where they do computer versus computer. I think they and do. Let it, I think that's what it is. I don't think they would have somebody play the computer or have two people play against each other because then it's based on the skill of those people rather than you know the what, actual player stats yeah, in the game and all that type are. of stuff. Interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Uh huh. <laughs> so there you go. See, it's right. something fun to try if you. Yeah, uh, exactly. Push yeah. up your glasses you're and nerd. go to work, yeah. people. Come on now. We know you're nerds. <laughs> we are too. Yeah, you're listening to a damn board game boarding <laughs> podcast or board gaming podcast and video gaming right. and every other kind of video. Yeah, we we, we like everything because yeah. we're cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Games um, and games. Exactly. We like games. I don't know if you know that games. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've exhausted that. So let's get into. Through the years, I guess. Through the years. Through the years. All right, so this will be nice and short and sweet. I thought I'd bring a couple of things to the table. I thought I would be like, I would, first I'd like to bring up the topic of what makes a good one of these games. And now, it's funny because when I, you know, when I tried to like come up with the title of this podcast, it's really hard to be like, what do you call that? What do you call a game? I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of. A game based off an original IP. It's a licensed game, yeah, pretty much. But every game yeah. is licensed, too. So it's but like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of, it sounds weirder, you know, it sounds a lot more broad than it actually is. Yeah. But, but, yes, I do see your point. So, I'll ask you this question, Mike. What makes, what makes an original IP game, a licensed game, good? 
what makes it good, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what the games that you like that are that are that have a certain theme to it, what pulls you in with those games? Well, I think it has obviously has to be something that you're interested yeah. in. Like, I would buy a Star Wars game or an X Men game or a Walking Dead game over like. Let me. I trying to think of something that I don't like at the moment. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> How about I would buy any of those games over, say, a RoboCop game? Oh, like, RoboCop! Come on. Like I, I like RoboCop, but I wouldn't <laughs> buy like a board game that's just RoboCop. Yeah. I guess. Compared but what to about those the, things? What about the old NES game, RoboCop? I only played RoboCop in the arcade. Oh, but I think it's that's right. You didn't have a Nintendo. Thing. Yeah. But uh, that's funny because when I was thinking up of some of the video games for this podcast, RoboCop was the first thing that popped in my head, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> nice. think I liked it that much. I thought it was fun at the time, but I guess I'm just thinking of, I'm thinking of your licensing of games that are like the kids' games with a skin over them, like Monopoly and Clue and all that type of yep. stuff. I would buy Walking Dead long before I would buy RoboCop. That's true. You know, something like that. Yeah. So, I'm just... It has to be something that you're really into, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, that's that's just what I'm saying. It has to be something that, like, I'm way into Walking Dead. I'm yep. way into X-Men. I'm way yep. into Star Wars. Not way into RoboCop to where I would buy Clue RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... <laughs> a Clue RoboCop game would be awesome. <laughs> it would. It would just be, like, random guy out <laughs> yeah, in the street. Yeah, exactly. Like, six of them. Who be killed like the bum? Yeah, that... <laughs> And it would be like that one, that one actor, that was the bad guy in RoboCop, the first one, mm-hmm. and I can't think of his name, but oh, it was like the guy that played the dad in uh, uh, that '70s show. He was the oh, bad yeah. guy in RoboCop. Yep. I, I can't think of his, his name, name is, but whatever. His name was Red on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so all you, I know. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> who I'm talking about. Yep. At least. So yeah, so so it's obviously it's got to be a show or a theme that you like. What right. what else about it that you have? I think. Well, in some cases, there are games that are just games that are based on a movie or show or whatever. Like, you know, for instance, I have Firefly, the game, which is not a skin of a, another game. Yeah. You know, it's not like Firefly Monopoly or whatever. Yeah. Um, or there's a lot of different Harry Potter games out there, like for kids, or there's some adult ones, too, you know. It has to be still a fun game. It has to be something that's going to draw people in that, you know, can be easily played with other people. Because games like that, if you have friends that also like that, like if you have friends that like Harry Potter, you have have friends that like Firefly or whatever, they're going to be more likely to play that game with you than they're going to play another nerd game with you. So I think it has to be a little more accessible to non-gamers. Yeah. And I think I've seen that, like, um, with I've got a Harry Potter game that my wife was actually willing to play with me. And she, does, she doesn't she, play games. Yeah, I was just going to really. make that make that statement. Yeah, she doesn't play games. I got her to play Big Bang Theory Monopoly, actually. Nice. Um, and she loves but, Cards Against Humanity, I know yes, that. Yes, that's true. Um, but this this Harry Potter game is called a Hogwarts House Cup Challenge. Um, it has a lot of cards and stuff in it. It's definitely like a nerd gamer type of game, mm-hmm. and it was too much. It <laughs> just it was hard to follow. Like, uh, 
just didn't work out. Oh. We actually, like, we said, okay, well, we're going to stop the game for now and, like, packed it up, but with our, like, deck of cards, you know, in the box mm-hmm. that we knew, like, what we had, and they're still there after, <laughs> like, a year and a half, yeah. probably. Yeah. So, you know, it has to be something that is fun and is accessible, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah. Because you're going for, in those cases, you're going for a licensed game, you know, say Star Wars or whatever, you're looking at those fans, you're not necessarily looking at nerd gamers. Yeah. I mean, some of them, some of them are, and they're awesome. Like that one Star Wars game that came out, uh, something Assault, I can't remember. Yeah, the Imperial out. Assault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looks awesome yep. for nerds and, you know. Yep. But it looks fun. Like I'm saying, you know, it has to yeah. be something fun. Like Happy Days the Game. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Or Mork and Mindy is the one yep. we put well, on the... I was just trying days. to think of one that we actually played. Or Iron Chef the Game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that was, that's like a niche thing anyway. Like, I always loved Iron Chef. I thought it was awesome. As, you know, the old Japanese one, because that's what this board game is. But the game was horrible. Yeah, the game was awful. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I, you know, it has to be fun and it has to be something that you're interested in. Yeah, I guess those are the main things. Yeah, yeah. I think personally for me, it a game that has the license on it, of course, has got to be something you love. But also for me, I think a, for me to buy a game that's licensed that has something to do with like a show or like a cartoon or something that I like, I really want it to have so like. A, a ton of aspects of that show or whatever movie right, or whatever. Good references and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sorry, Monopoly, but give it a fucking rest. I'm so sick of seeing Monopoly everything. And I will lump to that, like, Shoots and Ladders and all these other games that are... I understand you're just you're just trying to make it an easy game for, like, you and your kid or mm-hmm. you and your family, but it's like, let's try and make it a little yep. more... A little more meaty, a little more grounded in something. You know, a lot of people are having a hard-on for the Legend of Zelda Monopoly. And I'm like, you know what? It's Monopoly. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's just got a little... It's just got the characters from from the game. I mean, yeah. you know, in different places from the game and stuff like that. I guarantee you it's not that much more different than mm-hmm. regular Monopoly. Yeah, the, like... There's all those... There's Clue and there's Life. Life is the one that... I've found some different variations that I like with yeah. it. I have a few different... Ver- there's a Pirates of the Caribbean version of life. Okay. That's... The one that I have is a, a Disney World one rather than the actual movie. Okay. Um, so it's... Instead of being, like, Captain Jack Sparrow and all that, it's actual real-life pirates. It's like Blackbeard and stuff oh, like okay. that. But it's just kind of neat because you... Instead of building a family and all that stuff, you know, you have a crew and you have your ship that goes around and, you know, so it's a little... It, they really varied it off of there. And then I've got another one from Disney World also, because I like Disney World games. It's the Haunted Mansion one, so it's oh, okay. it's unlife. So oh. it's like your death, you know, <laughs> nice. your afterlife, yeah. you know, of being a ghost and all this different stuff. So with those, they can do a little bit different, whereas, yeah. you know, Monopoly is just the spots that you're buying. You know, yeah. there's really not a lot you can do to vary that up, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, besides making different pieces... Clue, I guess, is, you know, also in that category. You get those... Oh, the, the one that I have is that The Office Monopoly, which I haven't opened up in a long time. I'm trying to think. 
of what's even in there. I think one of the things in there was like the world's best boss mug or whatever oh. is one of the things, you know, instead of the rope and all that type of stuff. Oh, you mean stuff. for Clue. Sorry, you said yeah. Monopoly again. Oh, did I? I, yeah, I meant Clue. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's still not really varied enough, yeah. you know? It just It's the same game with a skin over it, yep. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and, and, you know, even making a comment for me, like, Clue, I've made, made this statement before, Clue's like one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ones I kind of first started out with and I love playing it but again it's one of those things like you you know give me the office clue I'm like no I want if if it's going to be another clue game it's got to be different yep. you know I, I've played the same iteration you know I don't with talking with when we're going to review Pandemic Contagion you know if you you know say you have a, that Pandemic license and you go and you make this Contagion game well it's and you make it kind of similar to the original Pandemic then it's like why exactly do I want that? You know, I w- of course I want something different. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to make an expansion for something, that's a whole nother story. Right. But if you're making the same kind of game, but you're making it, you know, in a different setting or whatever, it's still, to mm-hmm. me, it just, it just, it drives me crazy. One thing I'm looking at here, like, I've got sitting here, because we haven't ever played it. Like, the two of us, I've played it before, but a friend of mine got me Space Invaders Jenga at one point. And it's cool. I like it. It's Jenga. But yet, it's different. Like, they switch things up. You actually have the little... Everybody's got their own little alien that you blast up above. And you're trying to move them. I think you move them... You must move them down. Because that's what you do in... uh, In the regular... In the game. Game of Space Invaders, yeah. But it's like, you keep on trying to move them down. But then, there's different bricks that you'll pull out. And it'll say, like, oh, your guys move up. Or whatever. You know, it'll say something on it if you pull that certain brick. Um, and just different things like that, and you're trying to not have, not only have the goal of not tipping over the Jenga thing, yeah. but you actually have another goal of trying to get your little alien down to the bottom because you win if you get that too. Yeah, you know, so they actually put some thought into it and made it like Space Invaders, mm-hmm. the video game, yeah. but still having that Jenga thing, but it's different. It's not you're not going to get that if you have regular Jenga. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess that that's kind of where I'm going with this. You're Even if it's just the licensed skin over it, it's still the exact same game, where like this Jenga thing, there's new rules and new completely different ways. They gave you a different way to win and everything. You're not going to have that in the original game. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, we've kind of talked about basically, I was going to, my next question was going to be about the negatives, and we kind of hit both points. Yeah, so I mean, you've got to talk about the positive and the negative yeah, at the yeah. same time. Really. Yeah, exactly. So, so going from there, I think we could probably just name off a few games that we really liked, that we really do like, you know. And a lot of it's going to be kind of repetitive because if you've listened to this podcast, you kind of know our our likes and our dislikes of games and stuff like that. But um, uh, of course, I can talk I can talk about both of us when I say anything anything to do with Star Wars. Usually, you know, we like you know you've got you have attack win- or. Uh, X-Wing, which X-wing, is really yeah. fun. And once again, that's its own game, you know? It's like, Star Wars is very a very good license for having board games that aren't another board game that's already yes. been out there, yep. you know, that just has Star Wars on it. Which is funny because, you know, and I think about it too, and I think about, like, some of the video games and stuff like that. Some of the video games weren't as good, but if you think about the time that they came out and stuff like that... They were actually weren't too bad, you know. We played some of the old Nintendo games and stuff like that. And oh, even yeah, though 
now when we played them, they're kind of shitty compared to old back in the old days, but they're still pretty advanced. Oh, yeah, there was some awesome games back then. Like, for the computer, there was the, like, TIE Fighter and X-Men yes. that were oh, amazing. Those were awesome. Um, like, Dark Forces, that first-person mm-hmm. shooter, was great, you know? Or, like, with those Rogue Squadron games. Yep, Rogue Squadron Spent was a ton huge. a ton of really good games. That one arcade game, like... Yeah, what... I don't even remember, because it always says Star Wars on it. I don't yeah. remember what it was, but... It just had that classic thing where you're kind of moving through the movie, yep. and I can't think of what it was called, but you probably know what it is. Yep. Um, that was like the coolest innovation in a video game in the arcade that I'd seen in a long time. I yeah. loved playing that whenever I saw it. Yep. Um, so yeah, and just like, and even like the Star Wars pinball game that mm-hmm. was really fun back you know back when they had moved in the movie theaters and the arcades and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. We have uh, I have the card game that uh, Mike was nice enough to give me an expansion of, and we haven't played the expansion. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to play that too. You know, they they have the role playing game that we've played. Um, they, they had a couple, a, they have a a couple of different. Yeah, they have a, yeah. Like th- they had more than one because they had that the like. I think it was just Star Wars the collectible card game, but then there was like Rise of the Jedi or something like that. Yeah. There was that came out when the new movies came out mm-hmm. like they have done a lot of different a lot of different things yeah. they pretty much put their mark on everything yeah. which can, is cool so. because and now that I think about it there's rarely a, there's not many games that pop into my head that were like this was terrible you know like we played that Ewok game that one was well, kind of yeah. simple wasn't but first time it probably wasn't that bad from the um, 80s, or, yeah, 80s. Yep, uh, that, uh, I can't remember if it's, we talked about it a ton of times, but I, don't, I can't remember if it's PS1 or PS2, I think it's PS1, that, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Oh, Agents of Terra Kasai. Oh, or, yeah, Terra Kasai. Yeah, oh, that game was awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had had cool, char- cool looking characters, but the fighting was just mm-hmm. awful, the story was awful. Um, but yeah, there's... Hardly anything that I can really say that I really disliked yep. that is a Star Wars game. Um, a lot of Star Trek stuff out there going on the other side of the coin there. There may be a little more misses in the Star Trek realm than it was. You know, they had they had a, a decent hit with the Star Trek Online that was, you know, halfway yep. decent. I have that deck building game that's pretty cool. We just haven't played it a whole lot. Yep, yep. And I think I even have a earlier iteration of the deck building game that I had yeah. bought and then we never played because mm-hmm. the instructions were just just a little too complicated so it would be nice yeah. to get back to that they have um like it's not hero clicks but you know it's it might be hero it might be under the hero clicks banner or it's called something else but it's like the ships where you battle yep. them uh, it's the same company and everything yep. I think it's that's just... an attack wing yeah something, something like, like that. that yep um That'd and that I think is pretty popular yep yep so. Um, so yeah, so those are really fun. Um, another thing that we mutually have in common is superhero stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> just about. There's not a lot of stuff that I can really say that I really disliked as far as superhero stuff. You know, maybe like a couple of Superman games. You know that. Yeah, we ta- that we had talked that about that. Horrible. Yeah, we had kind of talked about that Justice League game that was terrible too. I can't remember what that one was. I can't remember if it was for. 360. The overhead Genesis one, like a, like it was kind of like a. Yeah. Yeah, where you... Not the fighting one. No. Because the Justice League fighting game for, like... 
Well, I know it was for the Genesis, um, but I think it was for the... It must have been the Super Nintendo, too. That one was really cool. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but there was that one, and I think it was for PlayStation 2. Yeah. That Justice that League game. It. Yep. And that yeah. one was supposed to be pretty terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you've got your DC deck-building game. You've got your legendary Marvel games. Um, you've got the Dice Masters. You've got tons of different video games that were really fun. Um, you've got Hero Clicks, like I mentioned before. Yeah, Hero Clicks, that's right, yep. Hero Clicks and just about anything. I mean, Hero Clicks is basically a. That's what they are. It's a yeah. original IP made into Hero Clicks, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, They've had a bunch of the CCGs also, like Versus, which is for DC and Marvel, which is cool because then you can put those cards together and yep. actually use them together, yeah, you know, that's Superman right, with the X-Men and stuff like that. So. Yeah, which would be really fun. And it's funny, too, because, I, you know, it didn't occur, it didn't really occur to me until the other day I was listening to the Dice Tower, which is one of the... For, I'm just... I'm, allude, I'm I'm telling Mike this. Everyone else listening will know, but Dice Tower is like one of the biggest board gaming podcasts out there. But um, he was talking about wanting to mix up the Marvel Dice Masters with the Yu-Gi-Oh Dice Masters oh, and, no. the, and the <laughs> and the and the DC and the DC is fine. They're but... gonna have D and D, and I'm like, holy yeah. smokes, just putting all that together. And I was, I thought, yeah, they probably made it to where you could just mishmash everything. You know, I just. I'm such a purist with stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> I would mix DC and Marvel because it's superheroes, but then you get to Yu-Gi-Oh! and D&D, and no. You don't want to have that crossover? No. I mean, well, D for one thing, D&D, okay, maybe Superman versus a dragon. That would be cool. Yeah. But Superman versus a paladin or a knight or all that type of stuff, it's yeah. like, that's so under. Powered or it should be underpowered compared to your superheroes. Like yeah. I know the numbers probably match up, but it wouldn't make a whole lot of yeah. sense. I it's not think. like a a kid from Yu Gi Oh wouldn't be or you know if you. Uh, what is okay? Here's a question: What exactly is Yu Gi Oh? Yu Gi Oh is a, a guy. Okay, I think yeah, Yu Gi. That's because I watched the cartoon for a little while. Okay, he is either a teenager or, like, a young adult guy. I'm yes. not really sure because, you know, it's manga-looking, yeah, and yeah. I don't know. But uh, pretty much he just has, like, a deck of cards and plays against other players. Okay. So it's a collectible card game that he's playing, but then when they play, it's almost like having, in Star Wars, like, the hologram chess Oh, okay. So they play cards against each other like you would if you actually played Yu-Gi-Oh! card game, you know, by yourself with somebody else, mm-hmm. except for it's a big arena with these big monsters, you know, monsters that fight each other. Okay. Pretty much that get summoned or whatever. I'm not sure if they're holograms or what, or if they're actually getting summoned in there to fight or what. Yeah. But that's pretty much the premise of it. Okay. Then, yeah. Okay, so I could see why where you'd have a problem with that then. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's a little... It just doesn't fit. I don't know. I'm like I said. I'm purist on tech. like hero clicks. I won't buy the other hero clicks either. Really? Just Marvel and DC because same thing. They have like Assassin's Creed hero clicks yeah, and stuff I like suppose that. The numbers are going. They've got to match up. They have yeah. to because your your Marvel ones would have ones and twos and threes. You know, up to usually five for damage or something like that. Yeah. Well, you're. Ezio and stuff like that from Assassin's Creed should have, you know, 
one through five probably also. Yeah. You know, but they pretty much should have all one against <laughs> pretty much any superhero, you yeah. know? I mean, they should match up with the the normal human guys that you've got in. I mean, they should be better than Mary Jane Parker. Yeah. But they shouldn't get beyond, beyond Daredevil, that, basically. You know, yeah, they yeah. should be Daredevil level, maybe. Yeah. Not even that good, because he's got... Superpowers too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. That's where I am. I just I can't combine stuff. Open your mind, old man. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) All right. All right. What's some other things we could talk about? Um, You're big into Harry Potter, so you have a decent amount of Harry Potter things, don't you? No. You only have that Harry Potter Hogwarts. Oh, I thought you had like a thing. Like a scene it or something like. Oh no, I don't even have. I don't don't have have the Harry Potter scene it. I have. Most of the other seen it, which is something we could talk about because obviously everything seen it is yeah. licensed somehow because yeah, it's true. It has to be. It's all clips of even the sports one. You know, it's it's sports clips from ESPN. I think that yeah. one I don't have. So okay. because that one would be way too hard unless it was basketball. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much for that, it all has to be, and that's that's fun too. It's all the same thing, but of course every game obviously is going to be different because it's going to be different clips or whatever, and some of them are based on a license, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of hard. Like, I've got Pirates of the Caribbean seen it, and unless you're, like, a huge fan and you watched all the movies yeah. several times, it's going to be like, well, what character did this? You yeah. know, it's like, I don't know. I don't even know what the characters' <laughs> names are, like half of them. Like, the, um, the two kind of like dopey pirates you know the one with the oh, eye that falls out yep, and stuff yep, it, you know it asks questions about them and it asks like who said this and you're supposed to say their name oh it's geez. like i don't know yeah. i don't know what their names were you know i've that's watched crazy. the movies but i don't know yeah and you learn it by playing that scenic game yeah. because it gives you the answer then it's like oh okay well then i can answer that name later on yeah, yeah i know one of them was like Pintel or some pimento, I don't know, something <laughs> like that. Yep. And that's how I learned it was from that game. Yeah, so. which makes sense. I mean, you know, and we've talked about, uh, I don't know if I talked about it with you, but um, when I used, I used to work for a music store, and just because we were lazy and had some time and stuff like that, every once in a while we'd actually pull out Star Wars Trivial Pursuit and we'd ask mm-hmm. questions to each other. I love Star Wars. I've read a lot of the books. I've seen all the movies. You know, I've, you know, played a lot of the games. I don't know a lot about it still. I I have a really bad, I have a really hard time retaining all of that information. You know, it's, you know, especially with Star Wars, there's just so many people yeah. and so many things. And it's, it's nice sometimes to be able to pull that, like... You know, when I, you know, I, you know, I said, you know, you're my neon nub to my uh, Lando Calrissian. When I tried to think of that this morning, I actually popped into <laughs> my head. I was like, who is that guy? I didn't look it up. It mm-hmm. took me forever. And I was like, neon nub. Okay. You know, and, but there's just, sometimes there's just so many things that, you know, you watch it and you, you kind of live in the moment. And you're like, oh, cool. And then when you get to, you're done with it, you get back to your real life, then it's mm-hmm. like, you know, some of that stuff doesn't stick. I'd be better with Star Wars than there's that SNL one. That's oh, right, my God. One. Yes. That if you like boy. SNL, do not ever buy SNL Trail Pursuit, because that is the worst. Uh-huh. It's like every 
every little thing about every, and it's mostly about the old cast, which is fine. Yeah. But it's like so many. It's like you have to know every little thing. Like you'd ha- probably have to read every book. You probably had to watch every episode since it was actually on mm-hmm. back in the seventies, and uh, in early sixties, I think. And it was just you know when we played, I was like, uh, why can't I have more? Chris Farley questions or like, yep. you know, more of that era, you know, so it was just so hard and it's yeah. just like, and I understand Trail Pursuit is hard in the first place, but it was like, it just, it, we just couldn't believe how ridiculously bad it was. And good luck finding more people to play that with you. Cause you mm-hmm. kind of have to have people that are also interested in it to play yeah. like Trivial Pursuit Star Wars. You'd be more likely to find people that have watched it as far as in your nerd crowd, yeah. you know? Where Saturday Night Live is, I, I think, a lot more niche with people, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it I don't really know. is. I'm not, and I've seen quite a bit of SNL myself, but man, I was so lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I don't know who they playtested with. They must have playtested with the people that just knew everything The people that wrote it. Yeah, like exactly. The they were like, oh, everyone's going to love this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. Um, some other big franchises right now. Lord of the Rings, they have a ton of games. Game of Thrones is starting to get that way now. Walking Dead has been put Walking, in. I saw Walking, Walking Dead, Dead Risk yes. the other day, which actually looked interesting to me. Um, because they kind of, as far as I can tell, they changed up. There's four different groups. So there's like the Governor's group, and there's Rick's group, and then there's like Herschel's farm group, okay. and there was one other group. But then there's also a group of zombies that, that I don't to... think anybody actually plays as. I, I wonder think if they're they, trying to get everybody. They swarm out, you yeah. know, and yeah. So I think it looked different. It looked yep. different than regular Risk to where I was kind of like, ooh, that actually looks interesting. I and I I really do give a thumbs up to the Risk people because I think with that Risk le- that Risk Legacy, and I've I haven't played it, but I've heard a lot of people. Say that they really changed the game with that game, and coming into it, they're going to try to do a little bit more with what they have because, um, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of Risk just because I'm a dumb dumb and I'm not very good at that kind of game. But it's still cool to see, and every once in a while, I still like to kind of try it just to see mm-hmm. how how bad I can be, you know, and stuff like that, or see if I've learned anything. But I have to give them, you know, a thumbs up for you know trying to take it the other direction, right. you know. Well, risk is just hard because you have to plan on having a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe with some of these new licensed versions and stuff, maybe that Walking Dead version, maybe it's doesn't take five hours. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That would be really cool if they were able to cut it down to be. Mm-hmm. It, it was a much smaller board. Yeah. Like it, you know, the old risk is just like the world pretty yeah. much, and this was maybe. Maybe twenty five spots on the nice. board or something like that. It yeah. wasn't huge, so it was like, well, maybe that would actually cut down on the time of it. Yeah. You know, and, well, and if you think about it too, they, you know, they've got all these people that are working on it and stuff like that, and you know, you can still be true to the five hour, three hour, five hour that you mm-hmm. have to it, but you can also have that variant that says, hey, we're gonna shrink it down, we're gonna take a little bit out of it, we'll set some stuff to the side, and hey, this will take you two hours. Yeah, you know, so you know, just you know, I just. It would be nice for some of these people to think of that kind of stuff, and I understand it's hard. It's hard to make a game these days, you know. And a lot of lot of a lot of minds go into it. A lot of people saying, you know, let's stick with what works, and a lot of people saying we got to change it up, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, what's some other ones? Um, different TV shows. SpongeBob is huge. Oh yeah, SpongeBob everything. Um, 
a lot of uh, thing that's really catching my my atten- uh, my attention is uh, uh, we've ta- I've talked about this before as uh, Adventure Time, another cartoon that I really like. Card Wars is really big. Uh, well, it's not really big. It's it's kind of a niche market because you have to really be a fan of the show because it's basically a card game that they introduced in the show and they decided to make it its own card game. They kind of ma- they kind of I don't know made it kind of like Magic but in a different way. Um, me and the wife and even Logan have been playing it on uh, on on our. Uh, iPad and it'd be kind of nice to get the actual cards. I was trying to find it for Tracy for Valentine's Day, and she's like, "You don't have to get me a game for Valentine's Day because I know you just want to buy it so you could play." It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you like it too, and I want to play together," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So there's a couple of those. Um, another another thing that you know we we're talking about these games that have so many things, but doesn't really. I don't feel like it's changes it up that much flux and munchkin yeah i was gonna mention flux it's yeah exactly it just seems like those those two and you know i give them credit for what you know when i first started playing them i it was really excuse me it was really something that was different and new it was kind of cool but now it's it's starting to get kind of stale you know um we got uh for logan we got a cartoon network flux which kind of which kind of made it a little bit cooler because it's it's not just one theme. It's like all these characters from Cartoon Network, and they missed out on some characters that I wish they would have put in there. But it was kind of cool to have those characters, and you know, to have some of the old characters that me and Tracy were like, "Oh yeah, those guys are mm-hmm. cool." And then the tr- the newer characters that Logan was like, "Oh yeah, that's the Mordecai from the regular show. That's cool." You know that kind of thing. Um, and they even had a Adventure Time Munchkin, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be kind of cool for Logan." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, I've got like four Munchkins. I don't need another one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just it's ridiculous." Um, what else is there? What else? What else you got, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss at this point. Um, all right. Well, I'll just go through a couple more, a couple of last things before we get out of here for this subject. Horror stuff like Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. You know, that. Not that was a video game at first, but it turned into. I have that uh, deck building game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, uh, Friday the ter- Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth, and uh, um, uh, Freddy. What's that? Uh, what was that? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. They had like old like Nintendo games and stuff like that. Those were kind of fun to play, even though they weren't that great. You know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Well, they did do even like with. It's talking about hero clicks, they had horror clicks for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. That kind right. of had those characters. I know they had um, some stuff from Alien, like mm-hmm. the the Queen and stuff like that, in there too. That's right. And that Alien legendary board game is supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, a a better game than the legendary games that have, that for the Marvel legendary games had been. So, um, kind of. Even though I don't like aliens all that much, because I've only, I've only seen bits and pieces, and I'm not a huge horror, horror fan myself, it'd be kind of nice to see somebody that had that to play mm-hmm. that to see how much different it is from the other stuff. But um, yeah, I think for for something that I thought we'd be only be talking about for a couple of minutes, we talked uh, pretty good uh, length about it. So I think we'll stop there. And now let's get into the review. Game review. Alright guys, this month we decided to review Pandemic Contagion. We really liked Pandemic when it came out. Rick had it at, at uh, Rick had it, so we got to play that a few times. That was really fun. 
and then this game came out. It was one of those games that I almost feel like it was really under the radar because I didn't hear enough about it, you know? But then when we finally finally got to play it, it was kind of nice to play something a little different, a little something that's, you know, not the same thing and not trying to, you know, it's got the same kind of theme to it, but it, it tur- kind of turned it on its head. So I will let Mike describe how Pandemic Contagion goes. All right. So if you've played Pandemic before, you'll know that the original Pandemic game, pretty much it had a map of the world and you would go around all the players working together trying to stop a pandemic from occurring um, and taking over different continents and stuff like that. Pandemic Contagion is like complete opposite of that. You are not working with everybody. You are working to actually be the virus that takes over the world. So very, very different. Everybody's against each other. It's more challenging that way. There is no board. You actually just have cards of different countries. Um, or actually, I think it's different cities. Yeah, it's different yeah, it's cities. Different cities yeah. um, and you have a Petri dish of little cubes of a certain color, whatever color you are, and then like this board that you've got three different things. Um, oh, what is it? I gotta look quick. Um, there's an incubation level, an infection level, and a resistance level um, for your virus. And you pretty much, you can move that up. You start at one and you can move it up to, I think five is the highest. Your incubation level is how many cards you draw each turn. So you start out with one. Or how many you you get two two actions I believe. Um, so if you're gonna draw cards on your turn, you would only draw one. You don't always draw cards on your turn. Um, but if you move your incubation level up to two, then you would draw two whenever you want to draw cards. Um, infection level is how many cubes you put out on a city. That's how many times you've infected that city. Each city has like a population level on the card. Um, Just for instance, on the back of the box here, I'm seeing uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, um, has a five. So once, between all the players, once it gets up to five cubes on that card, that city is done for. It's been completely infected, and it's just gone. Um, And then there's... It's really nice, this game takes a certain amount of time, because you have a deck of cards that are events that are going on. And I th- I want to say it is, let's see, three, six, I think 12 cards yeah, think that you 12. end up yep. with. Um, so you only have those 12 turns. And once the last card comes up, it's that's the final round. You score everything, and it's done. So it's very fast, which we really liked about it. You know, it doesn't take forever. But it's just kind of crazy, and it's there's a lot of strategy of what place am I going to try and infect... Do I want to help out another player so we can take down this place? You know, and if you're the last person to put the cube on the card and shut that city down, you get a bonus. There's a bonus at the bottom of the the thing that'll say like, oh, maybe draw two more cards to add to your hand, or you know, something like that. Um, so there's a lot of strategy to it. It's like I said, it's you're against everybody in this one. It's very, very different than the original Pandemic, which we liked a lot. I don't know. Anything else to add to that? Yeah. You had mentioned the um, 
the incubation, the incubation levels, <laughs> the incubation <laughs> levels, which is the number of cards you can draw. There's also the transmission, which is the number of disease cubes you can spread throughout. That's infection. The city. Okay. That's why. That's what you said. Yep. Okay. For some reason, whatever you're reading says transmission, but this says infection on here. Okay, so I gotcha. Well then, board game geek is wrong. Yep. And then uh, resistance, which is the number of cubes or cards you can protect. Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, Plus, within the within the event deck, there's always um, scoring points is very random too, because if you close out a city, you get to close out po- you get to close out those points because you've got the top number of points for closing that out, and then you get a secondary and then a th- uh, third level of points for that, and then you get whoever scores first or whoever closed out that city gets that extra thing at the bottom. But also with the event event cards, they also have the skull and crossbones on the bottom, yeah. right? So if you get a first skull and crossbones, it's like a warning that, you know, this is going to, somebody's going to, what is that exactly? What do they call that? I guess that? the infection gets triggered, kind of. Yeah. Because um, you end up scoring once the second, like you do a, a minor scoring when the second skull and crossbones comes up. So it yeah. must be like a flare up or something. Yeah. Like, the yeah, like infection. a, t- yeah, like, yeah, like it shows up in parts of the city and it's like, and so then you get, basically it's like a warning to tell you. Start playing your cards in a good order and start getting those cubes out there to start infecting a little bit yeah. more so then you can score those points. Because when you do that scoring, it's only the person who has the most cubes on the card gets points on that card. Yeah, It's the lowest value points on that card, so it makes it a little more challenging. You've got to try and stay out ahead of everybody on the higher scoring cards and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, you always, you almost always want to be the first person that scores uh, scores cubes in that city to start the disease. But then also you want to have the most because then you'll score points more that mm-hmm. you know that way. There was something else I was gonna mention too. Oh, damn it, I can't remember. It's funny because when we first played this game, we didn't realize that when you play with two people, you're supposed to have a dummy third character yep. that goes in. And even though we didn't play it with three players, I still think we had a pretty good time. And it actually, mm-hmm. it didn't, I mean, it made a difference, but I don't think it made that much of a difference to where it was, you know, made made the game less playable or less fun. Right. So that was, you know, fun to play that. Um, and then w- once we finally threw that third dummy character in, then it really made you think. It was like, oh, okay, well, you know, when they throw that, you know, it's uh, what is it? It's random, basically. So they yeah. f- you flip over a color card. It tell you know, it, it's the color of that city. And you put place your cube, the place that dummy character's cube into that city. So then you're like, oh shit, okay. Well, this is it's very random. So then you can't play for that third character. You know, mm-hmm. you can only play for you and the second pl- second player, or vice versa. So, so that was kind of so that was cool to have that aspect of it. I like to play this with its with its optimum amount of people, which is five, right? Uh, yep, five. five. Yeah, so it'd be kind of cool to get more people in there to get you know, yeah, get more insane, strategy. I think. Yeah, exactly. Because then now now you're probably having less to do because you know each round you're still putting your stuff out, but you've got other people that are going, you know, going in different other directions. And at one time, you know, there's not you, how many you start out with. Do you, you start out with three countries or three cities? Uh, was it more than that? I forget. You mean how many start out on the board? Yeah. I want to say it was like five. Okay. I know it wasn't three. Okay. Because we had a decent amount out there when we had it. 
Okay. It's five or six. Gotcha. It just it depends on how many players there are on the game too. Yeah. Um, for us, I think it was five or six. Okay. Or I player. gotcha. Yeah. So you know, depending upon how many are out there, you're you're still not having that many choices. You basically have to make it a choice on either one or two. But you know, for the most part, you know, you can expand it more as it goes. But yeah, I like this game. It's it's cool that it turned it you know it turned pandemic on its head and it mm-hmm. you know it made you turn into the virus that's killing everybody instead of being like ah you know just like almost every other game where you're trying to run away from danger you know yep. this is like I'm the danger I'm coming after you that mm-hmm. kind of thing you know and I like the little petri dish that it comes with with your little key yeah I and, thought that was a cool little touch I mean it doesn't really need to be there but it you yeah. know it's not necessary for anything in the game yeah. but it's a good way for one. Since the box is so small, it's a good way to store each of the cubes in its own little thing so that you don't have to sort them out anymore yeah. and you don't have to use just bags. So it's just, it's kind of neat. They really went a step above to put that in there. Yeah. You know, it's something, it's like, oh, that really makes sense to the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, again, it's really quick. It's, it's, it's funny because for a small, tiny game that doesn't have a lot, it's very, it's actually pretty complicated, mm-hmm. and it's you know it makes you think a lot. You know, it makes you, you know, try to get in the other person's head of what are they going to do next, and also you know you have to figure you know really what you ha- you really have to really plan ahead of what you want to go for, otherwise you're going to lose out. As far as far as what I found when we played it, so, yeah. but uh, but it's a it's a good one to bring out for you know an in between game or the game to maybe get us going or maybe a game at the end of the night where it's like okay well we played a game that took a while and we still have a little bit of time so let's bring that out and it's bring a, to the table it's a good game that i think you could get your non-nerdy gamers yes. to play yes I was I, you say know that it's it's not just something that's like oh you know there's no way my normal friends that don't play games a lot are going to be like oh, i don't want to play that this yeah. game for one it says 30 minutes on the side, yep. which is helpful to anybody. The rules, the rule book is pretty small, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's very easy to figure out what's going on with it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that helps out a lot, you know. There aren't a ton of components to it. So. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's definitely on the opposite side of the original pandemic. The original pandemic is great, but I, w- I don't think I'd bring too many of my non-gamer friends into it. Where this one, this one is a little more compact, a little more easier to just kind of throw people into it and say, "Hey, this is what you know. This is a quick, easy game. I can show you how to do it." But the original pandemic, I, I can see though. I could see bringing in people that aren't just nerdy gamers. For one, the thing about that one is that since it's cooperative. Yeah. If your friends don't really know what they're doing, you can help. You them can help them. It's not like that makes sense. it's not like playing magic or something where you're like, okay, I got to look at your deck and tell you <laughs> what you have. You know, it's okay. I can help you because we're all in this. We're all doing the same goal. You know. Yeah. So the original pandemic, I would say, I wouldn't have a problem sharing with other people. Okay. And the thing is, is like, I think you know, for one, they put that game in Target. Mm-hmm. So to me, when the, when you put a game, I know Target's getting to be where they're picking up more nerdy games, which is awesome. Yeah. But they're still staying with games that are good for family. Gotcha. You know, so I I still think that could be a family game. Like yeah. You could play that with your family. You know. So, and that's the same thing here. I I feel like 
maybe you wouldn't it says 13 plus on it so yeah. obviously you wouldn't try it with your kid and obviously you don't want to talk about like hey you're going to be a disease that kills a bunch of people <laughs> you know with your you know six-year-old so but you know it's fun for 13 plus yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so all right well we've talked about it at length again like we do every review um so mike what do you give pandemic contagion uh let's see out of eight one through eight. Oh yeah that's right out of our unpatented patented uh d8 scoring system i'm i'm split so i'm trying to think of <laughs> i can't go with the half yeah um nope the dice does not split in half <laughs> all right i'll let you i'll let Good. you think about it you I'll do go. that i'm you're trying to compare it to other games that <laughs> yeah. i've rated before yep you know i'm gonna say it, it seems like it's funny because i've I kind of made a. Was going through some old podcasts and, and looking at ratings we give, and it seems like a lot of times when we kind of like something, we get give it a six, and that's what I'm going to give it right now. I I I can't quite get it, but give it a seven. I'm not going to give it an eight because it's not a perfect right. game, or not a game that I would like to bring to the table all the time. But it's one of those games like if you told me let's play that game, I'd say right on, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's really quick. It's really easy. It's really fun. You know it. Yeah. I, and I think there's a lot of with the with the um, randomness of it, with how the the event deck goes, and with the extra person, the extra person being the whatever computer person basically or random. Um, it really makes this game different every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same concept, of course, but it's it you really don't know what's going to happen, you know and. You know, even though you can kind of like, if me and you only played all the time, I can I can kind of have a feeling of how you're going to do it. But it's still at the same point. It's still kind of fun to, you know, see what happens and how it goes. And you know, I don't I don't see too much that I dislike about it. That's why right. I give it like a six, other than like a five or a four mill it on the road. So, right. so I really enjoy it. Is it something I'm going to pull out all the time? No, but it you know it could be one of those filler games. Yeah, but so, one of those that you could easily like get out at the end of the night if you're like oh I've got a little bit of time left but there's not a lot of games that I want to start this game is one that you could pull out it's, there's not a lot of setup to it you know it doesn't take a lot of time to to play so yeah. you know if you need that end of the night game where you don't want to be quite done but you don't want to grab something really long it's good for that yep. so and you know in in commenting about how you know how easy it really can be to learn and teach other people, that might be something you kind of bring out to other people. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're playing somebody for the first time, and they're, you're playing with somebody that doesn't play a lot with you and stuff like that. And you're like, well, hey, I'll just let's bring out something here. This is a little something different, something you probably haven't seen. So let, you know, and it's something mm-hmm. that's quick and easy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, well then, so for my <laughs> score, it's still hard because. That's where I was. Was I was between a six and a seven. Nice. So, you know, do I now give it a seven to balance out the score? <laughs> because don't, then it then don't, it don't averages out to I, six point five yeah. for our total score. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, nice. Uh, come on, I man, quit waffling, George Bush, and just tell me what you want. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six, I guess, because uh, okay. I need to have that wiggle room with other games. Yeah. Especially games, I think that we're gonna talk about coming up. That I feel like it's not as good as, okay. but, you know, so uh, that's yeah six. All right, all right. We gotta we gotta 
almost definite uh, score from Mike, so we're going with a six today. Or yep. today, so so there's that. All right, and there's the review. And now for a little something fun. All right, people. Um, instead of weird games this month, I thought I would do do a, something. We do something a little fun this month. Instead, I thought we would talk about board games, video games, RPGs, whatever that sound dirty that have something in the title or just anything within it that just sounds nasty. So, I'm trying to think of where this came from exactly. I think it I think it kind of spawned off when uh one of the podcasts that I listened to talking Tinkerbots uh with a couple of cool guys, Gino, uh Tony and uh Bevan from across the pond in England. Uh they came up with it or they were talking about a game that game that we talked about for weird games where it was like the matching the boobs the the right with the left breast so i thought kind of fun to talk about different games that kind of had this that just sounded you know silly and and weird and stuff like that so i asked some people on twitter i asked some people on board game geek and came up with a couple of things and then after that we'll uh me and michael kind of add our own little spin on stuff i'll kind of Take out some of the big, some of the ones that I thought were the funniest until the end, because then it'd be kind of cool to see what you guys think about it. We had a uh, uh, Gino from Talking Tinkerbots came up with Eruption. That's a game. <laughs> I was like, that's true. That's a good one. Uh, the Cave. That's a video game. <laughs> good one. He said, too far. No, not too far for a podcast called the MFG Cast. I mean, come on. What else do we got here? I'm gonna look on Board Game Geek from what some people said. Dominion. I mean, come on. That doesn't sound like whips and change. I don't know what does. I suppose. Ticket to Ride. Kind of in that, in that. if you think about it that way, definitely. Uh, bonkers. <laughs> That's a good one. And then someone said, when they were ta- when someone said Dominion, they, they thought in the same vein, you, Dungeon Lords are Dungeon Pets. And that was from uh, uh, El Adorian Shot. Um, Dominion was from Albert on Board Game Geek. Cornixt, C-O-R-N-I-X-T, said Tick to Ride and Bonkers. Anakin O-U said Cape Horn. <laughs> I don't know if that means Cape, means horny or something. Pleasure Cruise. <laughs> oh, that's great. P-L-E-Z-R-C-R-U-Z. What's yours like? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I think that's a party game, which is kind of, it's funny that that would need come up with that. Stewie, S-T-E-W-I, from uh, Board Game Geek, said Cleopatra's Caboose <laughs> and uh, Descent Journey into the Dark. That's nice. a good one. They were talking about some of the things that they found during their search. Uh, Don't Touch My Booty, Me Booty, Booby Trap, a uh, game we've actually talked on Weird Games, Dr. Roof's Game of Sex, yep. or Good Game of Sex, uh, Sex Quest, Wow, that's actually one of those. And then they actually uh, made reference to Boos and Mimo, which is that game with the rest, right and left breasts. Mr. Jack Pocket. <laughs> that was bad. That was from that was from Gookie Berry. Um, who else we got here? Hobbes, H O B B E S S, said Carcassonne, but highlighted the ass in the middle of it. Um, Formula D. I mean, come on, that's that just writes itself. What else? And then someone actually <laughs> made modifications to their own. Instead of One Night Ultimate Werewolf, One Night Stand Ultimate Werewolf. And then um, instead of Sleeping Queen, Sleeping with Queens. El Grande. That's another good one. 
Uh, Small World, not very, not very good if you're talking about that. Balloon Cup, oh come on, people. Bond Goldfinger, that's the guy that that or guy or girl, I should say, that talked about that. Asaria, which is A S S. Get Lucky, hey, that's my fish. Gross. <laughs> Warm Up, there you go. Uh, Pleasure Cruise again, Haunted Wood, and then uh, and then Cure K Y U R, Merchant of Venus. Animal upon animal, gross. Uh, taboo, Nefertiti, or Nefertiti, and the classic poker. Nice. And then, of course, number one of that a lot of people came up with, Dixit, of course, because yeah. that just sounds like something nasty. Um, I actually found now those were most of those, almost all of those were board games except for the cave. But um, I actually looked online and found some board games, but I also found some video games, too. All right, I looked online and I found some uh, different video games that I thought was kind of funny. One was Juiced, or Juice 2. What was another one? Half Minute Hero. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, what else? The Binding of Isaac. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> You're thinking of kinky stuff. World of Goo. <laughs> I don't even have to comment on that one. Alone in the Dark. That's an old school game. Pole Position. I mean, come on. Classic game. Dirty name. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. <laughs> Wet. I forgot that that was a game mm-hmm. that utterly failed but had a, a nasty sounding uh, name to it. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Explosion Man. You've heard of that. A boy and his blob. Gross. Touch my Katamari. Very true. Yep. And uh, there's a lot more, but whatever. Black Hole Assault. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, Mike, you go ahead. I'll... All right. I only have a couple. The only yeah. ones that I thought of is there's the card game Asshole. <laughs> nice. And I also found for the PSP uh, video game Pocket Pool. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's it. That's all I found because nice. I didn't do much for that. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of fun to just see all the you know goofy things that are out there that kind of sound like they're dirty if you have a skewed enough mind like we do. So here's a couple of things to talk about. Or if you have any anything else you can think of right away that you want to talk about, you can always uh, go on our Twitter page and share it with us or uh, email us at... Uh, uh, mfgcast3 at gmail.com and we'll talk about it on the show. Or we have a Facebook group. Oh, yes. No, Facebook. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> F- Facebook is just me telling my friends about something that they won't pay attention to. So, <laughs> Well, if you get people that aren't your friends that just follow the show like it was originally intended for, it's just nobody actually joined the Facebook group. I know. It could actually be something. So... Join the Facebook group. Yes. And yes, join the conversation, talk. people. <laughs> Eventually, I want to actually start a um, board game geek guild, too. That'll Maybe that'll be something I'll kind of get people going, get some conversations going, because we'd like to hear from you guys and see what you guys think about different things instead of just, you know, us shouting into the microphones and hopefully you guys listening. But we know you're out there. We just like to, you know, be able to have a conversation with you. So go on Twitter, go on Facebook, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If there's any ideas, any, uh, you know, 
again, even if there's people that you know that are either in the business or looking to get in the business, somebody that's starting a Kickstarter, let us know. We we're here to do do some you know good interviews, talk to some great people within the gaming industry, and just help it grow. You know, next month here, about the middle of the month, we're actually talking to the creator from Neon Sanctum, which is a card-based RPG game. And they've got a Kickstarter coming out in about the middle to end of March. And it, we're excited to see it because we actually got to play the print-and-play version of it. They actually sent us um, a uh, skeleton version of what what they thought it or what they thought it was going to look like and the cards the art looks amazing the concept looks amazing uh be kind of cool to see what the story is within because we you know they kind of sent us a few pages of what the story was is i'd like to see you know the books and see what they came up with as far as the world that with it that it that they live in it's like it's almost like a primitive times but it's also uh technology is king in this place even though there's not it doesn't seem like there's a lot of technology, but whoever has the technology is basically the big guns, the big chiefs or whatever. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. If you want any more information about that, you can go to www.neonsanctum.com or they actually have some how to play videos on YouTube right now. So just look up, just look up Neon Sanctum uh, there and they've got, I think they've got four videos up on different aspects of the game. So we're excited to see it. Be cool to see uh, how the Kickstarter does. Uh, be nice to you know uh, get everybody aware of what that is. So we'll talk to them about that, and uh, yeah, um, and then next month we're gonna talk about a little something different. We're gonna do things that kind of bug us about gaming, it, whether it be something within the game itself, how a game plays, the instructions, uh, people in the gaming world, gaming communities. Um, it's not going to be a shit fest, but it's going to be some things that we're just kind of, you know, that we're concerned about. Some things that bug us, you know, and things that probably could be done better, you know. So it'd be kind of fun to do a podcast about, you know, some of the stuff that would be cool for us to see change. So if there's anything that you guys have that you that you want to talk about, um, hit us up again. Give us, send us an email. Talk to us on Facebook. Talk, talk to us on Twitter. Give us an idea of something that you'd like to hear about or an experience that you have about something in the gaming community or within games or within game companies that you wish would change that you do, that you just don't like. So, um, so that'll be fun to do. We'll um, actually review a game we just talked about in the beginning. We're going to review Evolution, a game that a lot of people, if you haven't played it, it's way different than something you've ever played. And then we'll do our, our regular weird games and maybe have another topic from there. Other than that, can't think of much else. And... That's it. So now that I've blabbed on and on and on and on and on, we'll leave you for another month or at least for another half month when we uh, talk to uh, the creator of Neon Sanctum. So until then, thanks a lot. Have a good month. Bye. Bye. Bye.